Is It Transphobic? will be addressing issues of transphobia and transmisogyny. We may also address issues of racism, classism, ableism, and various other intersectional issues in this podcast. So this is a trigger warning. The panelists on Is It Transphobic? will also use strong language. So listener discretion is advised. Hello once again. Welcome to another episode of Is It Transphobic? My name is Ashley Lauren Rogers. I am the producer, editor, and overall tech person at uh, Is It Transphobic? And as a result, this episode, it's a great episode, but uh, our our friend and constant contributor Phoenix uh, joined us. And unfortunately, they... (laughs) Because, so this is the first time that we've been able to use four microphones at once, and my computer doesn't have enough space to be able to handle four. It can only handle three at a time. So Phoenix used their own laptop, and it was fine. But because of that, you'll notice that there's a little uh, little echo on Phoenix, so I apologize for that. But uh, you are here for We Heart Drag Queens Month. Thank you so much for being here for We Heart Drag Queens Month. Uh, the idea being that on Is It Transphobic, there are a lot of complicated issues when talking about the trans community as well as the drag community. And so we wanted to tackle this month to Wong Fu, thanks for everything Julie Newmar, and the movie that we are going to be talking about now, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. So we're going to be getting to that in a moment, but before we do, uh, I want to tell you about an event that I am helping out with. It is Tune In and Turn Out at the Judson, and that is going to be February 6th, 7 to 9 p.m. at the Judson Memorial Church, and it's going to feature Trap, a new forum play by the Ali Forney Center Theater Troupe. Uh, The Ali Forney Center Troupe specifically. Uh, And it's going to be a new forum play. It's going to be completely free. And we're going to have an opening act there by the Full Moon Choir. So if you've been interested in Theater of the Oppressed NYC and the stuff that I've been talking about, you should absolutely show up. It's going to be on Monday, February 6th, 7 to 9 p.m., Judson Memorial Church Assembly Hall. I also want to tell you about a podcast called We're Not All Ninjas. This is a podcast that was started by a friend of mine, my friend Melissa, and it's a wonderful podcast. It's very similar to the one that we're doing where they uh, specifically focus on Asian American representation in Hollywood films. Uh, They've done Harold and Kumar recently. They did Better Luck Tomorrow, which I've never seen, but I'm super interested in watching now, Uh, as well as Kill Bill, Harry Potter, where they focused a lot on Cho Chang and Mulan. So please go to iTunes and wherever you can listen to podcasts and check out We're Not All Ninjas. So without further ado, check out Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. If you're saying to yourself, man, I love Mad Max, but I really wish that there was more large women's shoes and a lot more ping pong balls being shot out of orifices you did not expect, then you're going to love the next movie that we're talking about, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. My name is Ashley Lauren Rogers, I use she, her pronouns, and today I'm being joined by... Ariel Mahler, I use they, them, and theirs pronouns. Bear Spiegel, I use they, them, and their pronouns as well. 
So let's talk about this movie. Uh, for right. those that yeah. don't know, this is We Heart Drag Queens Month That's on every Is month It Transphobic? It's I I really do. I love drag queens. Mm-hmm. Maybe that makes me a horrible trans person. I guarantee <laughs> you it does not. That's <laughs> unrelated. Uh, well, but drag... except completely related. Right. <laughs> we definitely want to get into why, say, the trans community has a complicated set of feelings with drag queens. But before we do, let's talk about this movie. Yes. Uh, so have either of you, uh, Ariel or Bear, seen this movie before sitting down to watch it for the podcast? This was my first time seeing this movie for the podcast. Um, and what's funny about that is people have recommended that I see this movie for years and years and years. And I always kind of defiantly haven't because I just am like, I don't need to see every drag queen movie out there. Um, but this gave me an excuse to see it. So, yeah, this is my first time. Awesome. And Bear? This was also my first time seeing the movie, although I did see uh, the musical when it was on Broadway a few years ago. And I certainly sported a hot pink mohawk. Ooh, good. Fantastic. <laughs> so I'm curious, Bear, well, actually, before we get there, do either of you feel like you can give a really good summation of the movie? Like, what happened in this movie? What was it about? Um, two cis male drag queens and one trans woman who is also a drag queen who have a regular show in Australia have to rent a van and travel across the deserts of Australia to perform at an event that they are being asked to perform at where, incidentally, one of the characters' wife resides with their child. So, um, yeah, so, so it's, a, it's, a, it's a comedic series of strange events um and they have to navigate the desert literally and figuratively as they figure out how to do all that that's a good summation yeah no (laughs) that is exactly what happened one line (laughs) answer to the question (laughs) yeah um so some of the other things that happened because i've always felt like I've started this movie, but I'd never been able to finish it. Mm. And it's not because it's bad. It's not because it's poorly done. I actually really like the trans character in it. Yeah, me too. She's great. She's great. I was nervous about her, but Mm -hmm. she's great. I honestly didn't even remember. I don't remember there being a trans character when I saw the Broadway show. I don't Mm. remember if that was still a thing or if I just wasn't paying attention. But, like, Mm. I totally forgot about that. And I was pleasantly surprised. Mm. Well, sometimes, especially in a musical where you're not super familiar with the material, like, I went went and saw Rent, had no idea AIDS factored into it at all. Mm. And, I mean, it happens. There's something about seeing it live that you can be there with the emotion Mm. of it. And, again, I don't know. Maybe they did make huge changes to it for the Broadway show, but I, yeah... Uh, sometimes there is something lost in translation from totally. musical. Uh, right. But for the show itself, for the the movie, I should say, itself, uh, were there any moments that really stuck out to you? Because we just started saying that we really love the trans character. What was her name again? Bernadette. Bernadette. Bernadette, or sometimes Bernice. Yes. Was also a name that she was called sometimes. So what worked? Why did we love this character? Like, what, what is it about her character or the characters around her that made it work? 
she was a badass that didn't really stand for any kind of transphobic shit or any shit in general. And she not only stood up for herself, but she stood up for the people around her. Like, she wasn't a whiny, sad trans woman that I see all too often in films. She was a, for the most part, fully realized person that had has already accepted who they are and is just again just is not going to take the world's shit and i really appreciated that mm-hmm. yeah and i think one of the characters um adam was it so adam was like blatantly very transphobic to bernadette but it was it was not sympathetic for adam's transphobia you know what i mean like mm-hmm. i think the audience was meant to empathize with bernadette in those situations and we saw how and why adam was being an asshole so transphobia was depicted in the show or in the movie but we saw it as transphobia which was important and it was interesting especially with adam because i almost feel like they they still wanted to build the idea that you don't want adam to lose either like you don't want any of the three to lose but at the same time, you're right. There are a lot of instances where uh, Viggo Mortensen, Viggo Mortensen, right? No, what is his name? The guy from, the guy, he's from Lord of the Rings. No, it's oh. not Viggo Mortensen. Fuck, Miss Agent Smith from The Matrix. Right, 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 right. Uh, weaving, Hugo Weaving. There you different, go. There you different go. nerd there you go. person. <laughs> Way go. different nerd person. Where Hugo Weaving uh, calls him out on his uh, bullshit dead naming of Bernice, uh, and a lot of other instances where you can see that it is hurting the dynamic, but part of that is Adam's character as a... And I've definitely met those drag queens. Like, it felt real. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, oh, I'm just trying to get a rise out of him. Right, right. Yeah, I really appreciated that they highlighted transphobia within the drag community because that is a huge problem. I mean, transphobia within the queer community in general is a big thing, but there is a huge transphobia and um, misogynistic issue within the drag community that's always kind of been... Well, it actually didn't always... hasn't always been there. When drag queens were, like, starting to... Well, I mean, drag queens have always been a, been a thing, but, like, in the 60s, like, it was all cool, but there was... Really, I guess it kind of started with the club kids, was there was a divide between drag queens and trans people, and it still hasn't really been resolved, so I appreciated that. They showed that just because someone's a drag queen doesn't mean they're the perfect queer ally in the slightest. Like, sometimes mm-hmm. they're the worst, mm-hmm. honestly. Mm-hmm. Well, and we're also talking about, because it's Australia versus America, right. Right. I'm sure there are some historical differences, but it mm-hmm. doesn't feel like there are a lot. Right. It feels like there there are a lot of very similar issues. It feels like there's a lot of similarity, which is why I think that we kind of look to something like this and say, oh yeah, okay, mm-hmm. no, I, I definitely feel this. I definitely see this. Um, because one criticism that we have gotten is the idea that we have uh, when we're talking about these things and when we're analyzing them, we're doing it from the lens of Americans watching a thing set somewhere else or set right. or created in a different time mm-hmm. period. Right. Um, but again, there is so much in this that even though we have a different history, it definitely resonates. I yeah. mean, it total it could have easily been taken place in America. Like right. they could have easily been traveling through our country. Like it Yeah, like this totally could have been New Mexico or something. Yeah. Yeah. 
A couple of, I even wrote Hugo Weaving at the top of my notes to tell me that that's who it was, not Vita nice. Mortensen. Um, <laughs> Wait, which one is Hugo? Uh, the main one, the, the one, one with the kid. The one with the wife the and kid. Yeah, Tick. The Tick? Is his name Tick? Tick. I was a little bit yes, confused yes, about yes. that. Okay. I had, I yeah. had the subtitles on. I was like, Tick, Bernadette, Adam. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm just going to call him Aragorn. Um, Great. <laughs> that works. That's not confusing at all. No. Especially because he didn't play Aragorn. Vega Mortensen did. Uh, <laughs> so, um, but speaking of the wife, um, yeah. let's, let's talk a little bit about that because it, definitely blurred some of the the not some of the lines but some of the assumptions that we had mm. about a lot of these characters right like cuz he never necessarily says that he is bisexual or that he, they are I think he actually, right he explicitly cause, says cause that I think he's Adam not Adam makes yeah. a joke about him going both ways and he goes no I do not mm. I mean I know several I guess, older gay men that were married at one point in their life because being gay wasn't a thing in their communities or something they even knew about until they were older. Like my horrible, horrible drama teacher in high school, he's a terrible person, but he was married and has two kids. He's gay, he's not bi, but I mean, it was is definitely a thing that happened and still does happen. Mm. But I was also confused by the story of their marriage because it sounded as though when Tick got married, he was in drag or something. I was uh, confused about that. Maybe yeah. I was misinterpreting that wrong, but there was something no, about like a switching of the rings. The... Yeah. Because when... he was like, I liked her ring more, so I got her, I like took her ring or something. Because they definitely that. also showed, and it was hard to tell what was just artistic liberty and what was actually past, but it looked like. He was in a wedding dress and right. she was doing male drag. Right. Yeah. And, right. Which is awesome. Which is awesome. But I also couldn't tell if it was like a fantasy scene. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like also with the delivery room when he was in like the big chandelier. Chandelier drag, thing. I was like, is that, did that actually happen or is that how he felt in the moment of being a drag queen with a child? Mm. Like I couldn't tell if he genuinely was taking up the entire hall when his child was born. Or if it was like an internalized, holy crap, I stand out. What is my child going to think of me Mm, scene? Right. I think what's interesting about that very question is that I think we saw that moment twice. Mm -hmm. And the first time, the first time I was like, I I thought that it was a sort of internalized representation of that. But then the second time I was like, oh, maybe this actual moment did happen. Yeah, that's exactly how I felt. So that that was interesting. Mm. Um, But back to your question about the wife, Ashley, too. Something that, that struck me that I was actually really into was how, like, supportive and loving of everything the wife was she was just celebratory of the entire experience she was celebratory of of the drag i but i also feel like she was affirming and validating of bernadette um and then and then also the relationship with the child was really interesting where tick was ashamed on behalf of his child but the child was actually fine and very into and embracing what his father does for a living so that was kind of a cool storyline that we don't often see because i think that we see stories where people you know like i I think we've seen the story before of a heterosexual marriage that goes wrong because one of the partners is you know comes out later um where the other partner is like ashamed or angry or mad or which is valid but also i was i was happy to see this former partner just be validating and celebratory 
And I think I was a little worried because I was thinking about the the structure of it and whether it was telling the story of like, hey, the only one who's got a problem with this is you. Right, right, story. right. And because we watch all the problems that they come across that are very big, like uh, potential assault, they mm. had, uh, what was it? Was it die AIDS Fuckers, die AIDS fuckers, yeah, or die AIDS fuckers go to AIDS, hell, or yeah, something. Yeah. Yeah. or like go home. I, yeah. yeah, I swear I wrote it down. AIDS and yeah, fuckers yeah. were definitely yep. there. Uh, yep. Like there's, there were a lot of very. They danced between this like super fun, over the top, artsy movie that was so fun to watch mm-hmm. some drag queens traveling, but uh, but at the same time, then it was immediately juxtaposed with this very real very terrifying place that they're in right and so because of that of course he's going to be worried for his kid he's not going to want his kid to think that he's a drag queen he's not going to want his kid to to worry about him right so joining us now is uh phoenix phoenix do you want to tell the folks the pronouns that you use hi i'm phoenix i use they them yay Yay, (laughs) welcome (laughs) So, uh, we were talking, we talked a little bit about uh, the relationship that the main character, the one that is played by Hugo Weaving, not Viga Mortensen, but Hugo Weaving has with their wife, uh, as well as we've gone through the uh, uh, the idea of Adam uh, being transphobic, yeah. and why we love Bernadette slash Bernice. Yes. Do you want to touch on any of these before we move forward, or do you want to? Um, I don't know if this was said already, but one thing that just really left me with like a bad taste in my mouth is the fact that like the last time that we see Bernadette, she's being dead named. Right. Mm. Like oh that's God. the that final thing. The like the very mm. final moment of interaction between them is Adam calling Bernadette by her dead name Mm. like that like it's like this is how we're going to close your story is you being referred to as who you are not well and what really made me mad about that was that they made such a good point in the movie of how horrible and terrible it is to use that and then that's like the ending joke yeah Yeah. we already talked about how mm. hurtful this is but let's make this a joke at the end. Mm. Like that that really made me mad. Thank yeah. you for bringing mm. that up. On that note too, related to the dead name situation, there's that one scene where Adam directly dead names her and then she like beats him up, but I felt like it was in a comedic like that actually that scene actually did make me a little mad because I don't think that moment was taken as seriously. I think that moment was turned into another gag of like, haha, look at Bernadette. She's so mad that she's like beating him up, but it wasn't like a genuine. So, so I agree that there were some ways in which the, the dead naming was handled well. And then others where it was handled kind of irresponsibly. Yeah. Yeah. Like I understand what you're saying, but like, that's not really how I saw it. Okay. Cause like, I've seen that so many times in my life where the says, guy thinks it's so funny to use the dead name and i think to adam it was a comedic moment right but to bernadette it's not fucking funny and i felt that i don't know maybe it's because i am trans but like i didn't feel that it was i didn't feel that they were making it a comedic moment i felt that like adam was being an asshole and bernadette was like no fuck this like, i will say but i do understand what you're saying right. one thing that i did appreciate every like every time with that was um 
like every single time that she was dead named we did get to see her face we did get to see a reaction yeah. from her it wasn't just like you're dead named this is the entirety of your story right. it's like you were dead named and now you get to actually be a human that reacts to things mm. so i did appreciate that and i do i do kind of like i do see what you're saying about about the fight being kind of comedic but to me i feel like i read that as a little bit more of like we can't like they didn't want to make that moment very like they didn't know how to like work in that moment like they're like this moment needs to happen right but like we don't know how to frame it in a way that like i don't know people are going to be comfortable with so it's going to be slightly comedic but it is still a very serious thing right Mm -hmm. but then they also still with the other scene they do actually have that really serious moment later in the movie so i was like yeah well, I wonder how much of it, and this is not um, uh, forgiving it by any means, but I wonder how much of it is also that, like, oh, they've just got such a good relationship, they understand, like, Adam is an asshole, but it's like, oh, that's just Adam. But they don't right. have but a good they don't relationship. Really, yeah. Bernadette doesn't hmm. like Adam from the beginning. They never have a good relationship. Mm. Like, they were never that kind of friend where, like, Adam... I mean, not that there's any kind of friend where you can joke about a dead name, because that's not fucking funny. Yeah, But, yeah. like, even if they did, even if that was a thing, like, they never had that kind of relationship. They were always in a tense relationship. That's and, true. like, also, I'm really, really fucking sick of the, like, I told you I was an asshole, so that's okay, right? Right. Yeah. It's like, no, right, right, no, right. no, 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 Just because you're aware of it, if you're especially if you're aware of it, then you should fucking stop. Mm. Like if you're not aware of it, become aware of it, then stop. If you are aware of it, you already did the first part. Now do the second. Right. Agreed. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. No. No. (laughs) Well said. (laughs) True facts. (laughs) Okay. I feel like that's what was. What's the other stuff that you had already gotten through? We were like. Yeah, we were talking a lot about uh, the main character, the Hugo Weaving character's Tick. uh, Tick's uh, relationship with his ex-wife, as well as just the his relationship with his kid. It like touched my soul. Mm-hmm. It was so beautiful. Yeah. I thought it was really good. Like I, I kind of, I don't know. Like I, I, I really like empathized in that moment with Tick of this mm-hmm. sort of like I should feel shame right now and like how like oh my god like my child knows like who i actually am like how dare you tell my child who i am as a person like and then it's like oh wait i shouldn't have to be ashamed of this and this is actually really amazing and wonderful and like i i don't know that whole like that whole arc i thought was just like really great but i also feel like one thing that maybe that I'm like just now thinking of, which is kind of like the same sort of thing that you get in shows like Blackish, which um, I actually just had someone who works on a pod- podcast called You Had Me at Black was mentioning. And um, Brittany, she was saying that um, it's kind of this sort of thing of like very much for like if it's for an audience that is not like of the group that you're representing it can very much be read as a like see it's no big deal like why you're the only one making a big deal of this and that's sort of like gaslighting thing yeah Yeah. and we that is actually it's it's interesting that you bring that up because we were talking about that with relationship to this movie because it seems like 
I was worried that's where this movie was going, mm-hmm. but because they showed all of the horrifying things that they had gone through, it's it really it felt like a payoff as opposed to a like oh it's all in your head type right. of mm-hmm. yeah. like yeah something that confused me though was the first scene that we see the kid mm-hmm. he's being an asshole to like the nanny, but then the rest of the movie he's like perfect. That's <laughs> why did that happen? Is it supposed to be? Oh, this kid who never had a father is terrible, but the minute he has a dad, he's perfect. Like, <laughs> I don't understand why that was happening. Like, that confused me. Okay, so this is one thing. Was the nanny white? I don't remember. I don't. I think she was. Okay, because like, if it was a person of color, it makes sense. Because the entire movie, every single time that any sort of reference to a person of color comes up, they're shitty. Like, yeah, it's really bad. It's really bad. Yeah. The racism in this movie is... No. Why don't we go into that? Then? Yeah, <laughs> let's, let's go was, there. That was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, the very first thing. time that there's even, like, a mention of a person, color, a person of color, it's, like, a joke about, like, Native Americans, mm-hmm. which is really... Well, or, like, Oscar's was it was it really... What, were, our Ab- were Aboriginal people ever called Indians, though? Because they used no. the word Indian. So I think no, it might have been. that doesn't make sense because that was a Columbus thing. Yeah, right? Yeah. So I'm pretty sure they were actually talking about Native... That's one thing that Why also isn't clear. They said Native they said Indians. Hmm. They used the word Indian. Did they mean, like, people from India? No. they were Indians? No, they weren't talking about <laughs> actual Indians. They were talking about... I'm pretty sure they I were... They were talking about all. some sort of indigenous peoples and um, making a shitty joke about... Uh, the naming of indigenous peoples, which was shit. oh yes, I know what moment yes. you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was it. That was they were talking right. The, I think they were. I think you're right that they were talking about Native American. Yeah. Uh, and just oh. making a joke about the naming of the. Oh. Yeah. Oh, it was before joke. the scene. Yeah, yes. but that joke yeah. wasn't supposed to be funny. Because like everyone else, Adam was the one telling that joke, and everyone else was like, "This is stupid and shitty and bad." Right. <laughs> like everyone else was really over it. Adam, the asshole, was the only one who thought it was funny. Right. Not that it needed to be in the movie at all. Yeah. Now I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and it's like, like no one else in the van was enthralled or interested in his racist joke. I mean, like it's still like you know for for even for like character development, it already had been developed. No, that I know that's asshole. why. Right. So like, it didn't why, need to be there, but yeah. Like, right. eh. And I also think that that's another situation where. Somebody watching this movie who is not super critically minded would be like, oh, haha, look at that sassy drag queen making a funny joke. And it actually does more harm than good by having yeah. that content be in there. Because I read some of it, some of like their reaction to the joke was just that they'd heard it before. Like, right. that's why I felt like they were done with it, to me at least. But I, mean, I don't know. Part of it, yeah. Yeah. And I think that if they had gone further with that, I think that they didn't want to do too many things with one character experiencing horrible things happen to them specifically uh because and where where i'm going with that is because there is that moment where adam shows up at this like guys hanging out and just drinking beer uh thing and he almost gets assaulted right but it does seem like he needed an arc to finish his like quit making racist jokes right because this is another drag queen thing is right absolutely oh my god yes like so it felt real but there needed to be more follow more critic critique of it rather than just doing it right 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 yeah i don't know i think one thing that they could have done 
really well like one sort of story that they could have told really well through Adam is that like you know fucking intersectionality exists and like this person can at once be an asshole and abusing his privilege while also being like the victim of assault for yeah. another part of his identity mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. they like they could have done a really beautiful thing with that and like yes it would have been adam being sh- like shat on more but the first times it would have been hey adam you're a shitbag right. and then the other times it would have been like hey adam these people are shitbags so it's right. like that like i i don't think it really would have been the same sort of thing because it would have been like just a very different power dynamic mm-hmm. um yeah <laughs> um but yeah i mean just in general like there's also just like he wasn't the only one that was the person that was committing like racism in that film mm-hmm. and like just the entire portrayal of like certain characters like the like Cynthia? bob's wife yeah yeah <sighs> Cynthia. Yeah, was that was so frustrating. Horrifying. From to end. Right. Yep. And yep. then I also could no longer had no. I was then upset that Bernadette ended up with him at the end, mm. for yeah. him being even in a relationship with this caricature that this movie created. Right? A caricature that he was terrible to. Right. Which also right. yes. Which like not only was this character a victim of racism, but was a victim of sex work shaming. Right. And that combination really pissed me off. Yeah. Because it didn't make me mad that she was a stripper. Like, I don't give a shit. But the fact that, like, that was the joke. Was right, that the she portrayal was of the character. And that her husband was so offended and had to take her off the stage. But then I liked that she was like, fuck you. You're a bad husband. I'm gone. Right. While still being a very terrible racist caricature. Yeah. yeah, and, like, even, like, with her being gone, it was seen as, like, her being kind of ridiculous, and, and like, no Bob cared. was the one yeah. that was, like, that that was, oh, poor Bob, your wife left you. Yeah, right, yeah. right, right, right. Which apparently, like, yeah, and then when you find out later she, like, couldn't, like, tricked him into the marriage, like, that's not right. great either, that was confusing, and I wish that we didn't have to see that at all, like, mm. I wish I never knew why they were married in the first place, like, unnecessary information. Mm. And like, not make it better. I understand why Bernadette was all like salty because she was jealous, but like the like kind of like slut shaming and sort of like you guys come from sort of similar worlds in a lot mm. of ways. The fact that you have to be so shitty to her, I did not appreciate that. Yeah. And it's like you can have this really cool moment of like solidarity with her, and that could have been really great, especially because Cynthia did give them this look when she went on stage. She yeah. gave them this look of like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, these people are shitty. Whereas they could not look back at her and say, I'm sorry, these people are shitty. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's it's also my very first thought after she very aggressively breaks out of the basement, was it? The storeroom? Because mm-hmm. she was A, locked in the storeroom. Right. And B, then she like scrambled to get the ping pong balls. Yeah. Uh, that were locked, and then she shows up. In my like, in my immediate thought was, oh, she looks like a drag queen. This is an mm. interesting sort of like dichotomy that they're going to show that oh. they're totally cool with this cis woman being essentially doing things that a drag queen is doing, and they're all into it. And it was like, then she brought out the ping pong balls. Right. No, I knew. Yeah, it might be because I watched How About Your Mother, but I knew where that was. Go- the minute yeah. the ping pong balls came out, I knew. Yeah. I knew exactly where really? that was going. And and again, I don't oh, yeah. want to necessarily make this like a, a slut shaming thing either. But it was just like, well, that, yeah, <laughs> right. Is that what we're going with this? I mean, like again, like 
I love it. Mm. I love that she's a sex worker, but I hate that that was the joke. The yeah. joke was that she was a dirty sex worker and, like, was getting the boys all interested. Like, again, I would love to have a character that's a sex worker, but make her or he or them a fucking three-dimensional character, not the right. butt of a joke right. shaming sex workers. Yes, like, yes. Fuck. <laughs> the, the only time that it worked as far as non-racism was concerned uh, was when they were helped out by the, the Aboriginal Everyone tribe. Was, I agree. Yeah. Like, I, I, I thought, thought that was, was great. Respectful. I mean, I feel like it was the most respectful, but yeah. I do still feel like it was somewhat like appropriative and like, look, like, look we're going to engage people. in this fun like, culture. Right. Like, Oh, definitely. I mean, I think they treated it the best they could have. It was very... Mm. I mean, I am not Australian. I'm not Aboriginal. But as far as I could tell, it seemed culturally appropriate, not mm. offensive. I'm sure if you ask someone who was actually Aboriginal, they would have a different opinion. Um, but agreed, it was very much like an exotified, almost fetishized group of people that they were like, "Oh, look at how interesting they are, and look at us good white people being friends with them. Right. Like, look at right. how great yes. they are." Well, I, I don't know. I didn't read that scene like that. Really? Like maybe, and again, I don't have these experiences, so I can't necessarily speak to the truth of it, but. I was definitely reading it as they're walking into this group that is said they're going to help, mm-hmm. and it felt very much like there was an exchange. Like it yeah. definitely felt more like not like oh we're so great and oh it's so great that we're with them. It was more mm-hmm. like uh oh like and both groups were kind of like what's going on. Oh, I feel like what okay. I saw as bad there was less mm-hmm. of the characters' interactions and more with just the like film's portrayal. Agree. Okay. Like, it doesn't, um, like, I'm sorry, you continue. Oh, that was basically it. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Like, I didn't think the characters themselves felt that they were being shafted. Hmm. Um, I think, agree, like, as an overall image in the movie, it felt like a white savior thing of, like, let me put in the aboriginals to show that, like, they're in Australia, too, and that the white people can be friends with them. I don't know that I would go with that, like, with white savior as the, mm-hmm. like, verbiage that I would use there. Yeah, my, not my best wording. But, like, I do see what you're saying as far as a, like, look, like, we're we're so fun and carefree and, like, we're going to engage in this wild thing that's happening. Yeah, <laughs> it was, like, shenanigans. It was, like, yeah. look at these crazy shenanigans cool. that these people are getting into, and including... Also, I'm, I'm sorry. No, I'm good. Go, go, go. Control. You're fine. You're good. Um, they, I, I just made me mad. They didn't even talk about the reasons why they're living in an encampment, because Aboriginals are incredibly oppressed people in Australia right, with right, the history right. of mm. terrible... Um, colonialism so like i like that they showed that they were in an encampment but they didn't fucking talk about the reasons why they're living in the middle of the fucking desert right mm. and also none of those characters were really characters no, none at all really yeah. they at didn't all. really talk they were just they like interesting music. and yeah they made music and then there was that one scene where one of them was dr- wore the drag of what was in the bus and that was also really interesting because that was to me, that was supposed to be a comedic moment of yes. almost like man in a dress type thing, but then you also add the cultural aspect of it, so that was weird to me, too. Mm. I mean, agreed, but also the character looked like he was enjoying it. Yeah, it right, was a right. consensual act. Right. But yeah. I agree that it was, all, it was definitely like a it man had, in a dress mm. joke. I feel like it was sort of, yeah, I do get the like man in the dress joke thing, but it did at least have this thing that is part of why I love Steven Universe, um, <laughs> where they have like 
nobody is shaming this person right, for that's wanting true. to be that is very true. a man in a dress. Like, Stephen could wear his beautiful dress and sing that song and be the magical star child. Um, but, like, and, like, in that scene, like, I feel like we as a viewer were supposed to be like, ha ha, look at this guy in a dress. Right, like, exactly. But, yeah. like, the people around him were, well, the people around them, we don't actually know, the people around them were very, like, oh, yeah, like, this is great. I'm glad you're having fun. We're all, yeah. like... Everyone was in on the joke. Yes. Right. Nobody was, was laughing, laughing at, at each other. They were laughing together. Right. Yes. So one of the things that I found fascinating with this film versus, because I watched both this and Tu Wong Fu, hmm. thanks for everything, Julie Newmar, and with Tu Wong Fu, it felt more like a fairy tale with magical drag queens, whereas hmm. this is definitely, like, the gritty, realist... And what I loved about this movie more than, say, that movie as much as I love Tu Wong Fu was that, like, you're seeing the drag queens in the dress with no makeup and no mm -hmm. hair, and you're right. seeing them as more, like, real humans. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Which, it is just a different story, but you really get that human connection with these right. folks yeah. way more, because this feels more like what drag queens do. They, in yeah. general, with the exception of Bernice and other trans folk in drag spaces, are just men doing drag. Right. And I really loved the... So there was a moment in which they were called drag queens instead of lay girls, which um, they had this like kind of good like reaction face of both yeah. um, Anthony and Bernadette, where mm -hmm. they were both just like, like you can't call us that like, yeah because mm. bernadette is not a drag queen mm. and so they well, were like there was definitely this sort of like face that why like, is bernadette I, not a drag queen she performs in drag i mean you can be a woman and be a drag queen mm -hmm. i mean i don't think i think she did not seem to appreciate being called a drag queen and i do know a lot of trans women who even if they do perform in sort of drag spaces are very not okay with being called drag queens yeah, I wondered, I noticed that moment too, where they get called drag queens, and I wonder if that is a Australian That's cultural thing, yeah. Um, yeah. because you're right, I, that, that was a very clear moment, and I wonder if in Australia that's just not a politically correct, I mean, or maybe in the early 90s in Australia yeah, that wasn't yeah, a politically correct. Like, I know like... I mean, the only Australian drag queen I know is Courtney, Courtney Act. Act, who I don't particularly like. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but, I mean, she considers herself a drag queen. Right, that's true. That's so, true. again, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I don't know if that's a thing. And I was actually going to say I like the fact that Bernadette, I consider her, I mean, I saw her as a drag queen. Yeah, me too. trans women can be drag queens. Quote-unquote, biological women can be, can be drag queens. Trans men yeah, yeah, can yeah. be drag queens. Anyone, drag is a gendered performance art. Anyone can right. be a drag queen right. and then identify outside of drag any way that they do. Right. And I really appreciated that because there are a lot of people in this world and this country and shit who don't know the difference between drag queens and trans women, right. which is frustrating, but it's important to know that trans women can be drag queens, right. but not all drag queens. Most drag queens are not trans women. Right. And yeah, so I, yeah. I like that they had it in the movie without like making it a big... Yeah, yeah that's fair, that's fair. There's a lot of subtlety in this movie, mm -hmm. and I think mm -hmm. that's where it, it works. Part of the reason I didn't like it, and like I had mentioned to uh, both Ariel and Bear earlier, uh, I had never been able to finish this movie. <laughs> and so much of it, and it's not because it's bad, I'm so happy I sat down with it, I was crying by the end, mm -hmm. but there's so many shifts yeah. in... Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, it's just... I felt... It's choppy. Yeah. Like, I, I just felt like it didn't know specifically what type of movie it wanted to right. do. Right. Stylistically, all. even. It's yeah. just bizarre. It's yeah. It's yeah. bit of a mess. Right. As a, like, as a movie form, like, there's not really a... Pl- it's a it's a road trip movie. It's right. It's a drag queen road trip movie. Like, that's what it is. Like, there's really not a huge plot. It's more of, like, a visual story than it is a I feel like it was verbal story I guess more trying to yeah like engage in like okay plot is we're gonna have drag queens go on a road trip and less of like what genre what audience are we catering to here and I think that like that's a lot of like what's being read in that and we're so used to films that have like teams of people who are saying like this is who we're going for this is what it's right, about right, and like all right. of that right. and then to be going back into this film where it's just like eh, no, that's I want to do this thing <laughs> like there were moments there were moments where it was like almost surreal and heightened like I'm just thinking of those scenes where they were on the roof of the thing with like the gorgeous gown yes! which I was living my life yeah, for those scenes the Broadway show because they had a scene doing that and I was like oh my god I'm but I wanted crazy. more I wanted more yeah, of yes. those like over the top surreal beautiful glamour things and it happened every once in a while but it wasn't infused consistently but enough that's yeah. also one of the things I liked is that mm. most drag queens don't have the fucking budget right, to right. put on a fabulous yeah. show with the mm. best gowns and the best wigs so like I like that they had both they had the ultra spectacular over the top drag and then they had the like club drag like I do think for tips. one thing that I really loved was that all of the most extravagant things, the scenes on the bus, the scenes with the hospital child, mm. um, those were all scenes that were not like those were the most extravagant scenes were all not for the benefit of anyone other than themselves. Mm. Right. Which True. also calls into question what is drag if there's no performative <laughs> audience. It's interesting. It's mm. interesting. Hmm. Like, I mean, I think it does actually have a lot of really interesting, like, the way that they are kind of portraying drag has a lot of really cool tie-ins to transness in a way of, like, it is this sort of thing where it's like, yes, it's, it can, it can have performative elements and it is recognizing gender as this sort of performance, but like sometimes that performance is just for you sometimes you're just sitting in your own room dressed in like a a dress and makeup because that's just what you need emotionally right Mm. yeah right or like they say to the or as bernadette says at the beginning of the movie adam is always performing he's always on right 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 so there are a couple of uh lines that just really stood out to me that i ended up writing down the Mm. biggest one uh and i think it was like the most impactful to me was uh, after they come out and they see the bus has spray paint all over it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's and it, uh, I believe it was Hugo Weaving that said, "It's funny, no matter how tough I think I'm mm. getting, it still gets worse." Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And as a like as as a trans person, I identify with that mm-hmm. absolutely. Like you okay. don't have to be a drag queen to get that and I think that's why there is a lot of uh, overlap within the GLB and the T community and why we are all part of one is there is that amongst us right. even if there are a lot of differences and a lot of them don't have anything to do with one another and we can be both GLB and T right. but that's <laughs> it, it's still 
Yeah, like that just really hit. Yeah, me. that was a good line. Ooh. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I really did. I really did appreciate that because you know there's so much of like rhetoric that is like just get tougher, and it's right, like, right. I like. I, I actually just recently saw this post that was really beautiful and it was talking about like, oh, this person just misgendered you, just did this microaggression, this microaggression. Um, but it was basically like, yeah, it's it's sort of like Chinese water torture where it's like you are getting these drops and you don't know when you're when they're going to come and you don't and like everybody, everybody has broken over this. And yes, that little drop of water is just a little drop of water. Right. But like when you don't know when it's coming, when it's coming all the time, like it's gonna fuck you up <laughs> right and i also think that something that i know i uh walk the line between as a queer and trans person the balance of like fuck everybody i'm gonna be exactly who i am and you're gonna like i'm gonna be bold and i'm gonna be strong and fuck you all with also like safety like emotional safety physical safety i remember the day after the election also happened to be the day that my legal name change went through, which yeah. was like a cool, yeah, yeah it was awesome, yeah, thanks. Um, and I and I specifically on that day, I was like, I'm gonna like wear my hair all big and I'm gonna wear stilettos and put on lipstick and like really go go for it just to be like, fuck you, Donald Trump. But then that whole day, I was like blatantly aware of that and I was aware of all the looks that people were giving me. And by the end of the day, I was just like done. I was done with all of, like as as exciting as it is to like put on that that like battle armor it's also exhausting because you're constantly getting you're the you're the subject of all of these yeah microaggressions or as you're saying you're, sorry you can go ahead i was gonna say i also something i have noticed about myself is i get used to being in my my friend bubbles where they know right. my correct pronouns and right. the minute i go outside i'm sheed and heard all over the place mm. and like i'm always like why is this like so like why is this affecting me so much and it's like, because i'm so used to my support group treating me as a human being mm. that like when I go out and it happens I'm not really prepared right yeah because you do try to like you find those spaces in which you can exist as yourself in right. which you can right. actually like stretch out and take up the space that you deserve that you want feels right to take right and I feel like a lot of the time like um uh, some of you guys may know that I do or some of you folks may know that I um, tend to uh, wear like ink and paint and mm -hmm. these sort of things on my face and put my pronouns on and I've had people ask me why I haven't been doing that as much and it really is just this constant choice of do I want to be visible do I want to be seen or right. do I want to be safe do I want to yeah. take care of my like like I'm just I'm just so fucking tired and I'd love to yeah. walk out as myself. I'd right. love to be right. seen, but sometimes I just don't have the spoons, you know? Right. Mm. Absolutely. And you can have a whole day where you're feeling so good about yourself and everything's going well and then one tiny that thing happens and you ruin yeah. it's gone it's, it's over. Like it's like, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, I mean I think all I mean, I think that's really what happened here is is they were so safe or safer in Sydney. And mm, the minute right. they go out in the country and this is what happens, they're... I mean, to me, it's kind of what happened when Trump mm. won. Is I, yeah, live, right. I grew up we, in Los Angeles. I live in New York. Yeah. And then one day I'm awakened to the fact that the majority of my country is a bunch of fucking ignorant idiots. Mm -hmm. But it was, you know, it was a wake-up call. And for them, it was a wake-up call was I was safe. And I think they make us... They say something about it later. They're like, you know, we bitch and complain about the big city but it protected us in a way right. yeah that was right. my favorite quote from it I thought was, that was a really 
that that connected with me. Yeah, the the suburbs being the wall. Yeah. What yeah. was that thing Is it about to keep us in, in or, or keep them, them out? out. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I thought that was What's pivotal. also interesting and I definitely didn't want to interrupt, but uh as as you were talking about um the idea of um like people other people telling you, "Oh, just toughen up." Mm-hmm. No, you and they this whole incident happened right after they walked into a bar drank everyone under the table mm-hmm. oh, yeah. like basically showed up and were tough yeah. tough as nails yeah. femme presenting folks right. and then they walk out and that happens because it's so, not enough yeah exactly right. yeah like, i mean that's exactly uh, what he said it's like it doesn't matter mm-hmm. how tough we think we are we can still be broken by right. yeah people. um i also want to oh. talk about the flip-flop dress the flip flop dress. dress. Well, oh, yeah. I remember the gimp wig. The gimp wig was incredible. Give give more descriptors of these two things. Oh, I don't remember the flip flop dress. But there's a gimp wig early on. And okay. I know my looks. Like yes, I really was excited to hear you talk about this film, especially as like because someone I've who is twelve billion academic papers on drag queens. Yes, uh-huh. as as my friend who is both trans and into drag. So. And we'll hopefully soon be a drag queen themselves. Yes. Oh, nice. I have wanted to. That, oh my God, that's that the gimp wig. Is that the one you're talking about? It's I gimp. love it. I really want this that nice, like, favorites. la la loopsy, whatever. So Fatty spaghetti. Oh, and the sandal dress is in the. About is I love mm-hmm. the drag that's represented yes, in this film. Absolutely. Because they have the, like, fishy, glam, like, female presenting. You can't see it, but I'm doing air quotes right now. Um, <laughs> Super good for podcasts. Thank you. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm made for it. Can't you tell? Anyway, they uh, so they have, like, the fishy, glam outfits, but then they have, like, the goofy, campy outfits. Right. The wigs that aren't even hair. Like, because right. mm-hmm. drag is not just one thing. Drag is everything and right. i really yeah. appreciate that they showcased several different forms mm. of drag I, I they didn't just stick to one and that all three of them are um adaptable drag queens mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah. Like our that. very first moment in the entire film is this really sweet tender moment yeah. oh, and yeah. then like this i think might be the immediate next drag look that we get mm-hmm. is mm. this absolutely wild over the top Can't dress be. made out of flip flops <laughs> hair made out of plastic yeah. <laughs> great flip flop dress that is good. <laughs> when you said it i was imagining like one flip flop and i was like i don't remember <laughs> right. that oh you mean like, like the lady gaga meat dress yeah it's oh like yeah except for it's just one yeah. flip flop like yeah one-piece flip-flop. Yes. But I do so. really want that wig. That whole time I was like, where do I get this? <laughs> yeah, that How do way, I, I love this? that wig. This needs to be part of my look. Me for most of the looks. So <laughs> that a... one. <laughs> <laughs> you you want to go for the cowboy Australian look? Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, so there's another one that I'm pulling up, and it's... Are, okay, so how many of you are familiar with animes? Like, are sort you, of. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So. Are you familiar <laughs> with Death Note? Oh, yes. only super. Okay, okay. So <laughs> there was a moment in here, and I'm trying to realize. Oh, it's this one. Uh, so I've just Bobby. gotten to Holy a paused football. moment. I'm going to play it a little bit. But I wonder if Guy Pierce in this, the one who plays Adam, if he was the inspiration for Ryuk from Death Note, the main Shinigami. Death God, the main Shinigami that is attached to L. Or no, not L, Light. Yeah. It's been a while. 
I know, uh, I haven't read it since, like, So if you were watching at home, if you're listening at home, it's about 14 or so minutes in, he gets kicked out of the bus, and he's told, essentially, you're going to have to sleep outside. Cool, I just wanted to show you that, because yeah, I was no, like... Yeah, I know exactly what you mean, yeah. because Ryuk is this, like, really slender, mm-hmm. black creature who I always thought was somewhat androgynous themselves yeah they're a spirit like ryuk has never been to me like inherently male um again it's been a while since i read it but even then like they're a pretty flamboyant death god like spirit whatever you want to call wow yeah there's shinigami yeah yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that BB. I didn't know that. So, everyone should watch Death Note. Basically, Death Note, <laughs> the Shinigami are all drag queens, is my new theory. I mean, based on. I mean, <laughs> yeah. look, look at. Yeah. I wonder. I mean, it's not impossible, mm-hmm. but... I'm curious if there's ever a moment where Adam is eating an apple now in, <laughs> in this one. Um, so that's maybe... Anyone who doesn't watch anime and listening to this is just hating every they're minute totally of it totally lost. But they're like, all going to Google Ryuk Death Note oh, yeah. now, and they're going to see yes. what you mean, so... Oh, yeah. Be prepared to shit your pants. Watch more mm-hmm. anime. Mm-hmm. Watch more anime. <laughs> yeah. Is it transphobic audience? There was a moment uh, about... 40 or so minutes in uh, where they have, I wrote a note saying great convo about trans chasers. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Oh my yes. God. Yes. So, yes. We haven't even talked so about well done. That was really yeah, well yeah, done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, while I'm finding the moment, would one of you like to talk about the concept of what a, a trans, what we'll call a trans chaser is? Oh, is that what we're going to call it? That's what we're going to call it because there's the another polite word. term. Yeah. The polite term of trans chaser is someone who fetishizes trans bodies um usually the binary trans bodies of trans women and trans men and that they're only interested in these people because of their transness and will sometimes very aggressively go after trans people just to have sex with them because they're trans and so yeah so early in the movie we note we notice that Bernadette has just lost a lover, and then at mm-hmm. this moment in the movie, I believe Af- Ashley, if this is when you're talking about it, about it mm-hmm. she talks about how Trumpet, who's her ex, um, like would say things like, "Oh, did you know my girlfriend used to be a boyfriend?" and was like, like it was super like into bash. that yeah, into yeah. that mm-hmm. fact, and was very much fetishizing her. Mm-hmm. But then she and she acknowledges that it's fetishization, and then she also has this moment of like, "But at least." It's it better, was someone, nothing, it was like yeah. some physical contact and it was something, and I just thought it was really Watch beautifully it. handled. So I'm going to play where I've got it. We're at 3941. Do you think about Trumpet much? No. Trumpet was just a nice kid who had a thing about transsexuals. Lots of people do. Sort of bent status symbol, you know? Did you know my girlfriend used to be a boyfriend? That sort of thing. Always good for a supper invite. Still, it was better than nothing. Nothing. Nothing for miles. And I actually kind of like, I always like jokes that kind of come in and sometimes they're not meant as jokes. Just that old idea of like, 
uh, it's better than nothing. Yeah, nothing, nothing for miles. Nothing. Yeah. It's just right, like, right, oh, right, right, right. Nice. Also, can we talk yeah. about how that outfit? Literally, Angel wears that in Rent. Oh, totally. Oh, yeah. The Christmas outfit. I hate Rent. Everyone, just so you know. It's oh so God, it's so real too. though no, that. Oh, I'm sorry. Rent. Rent. We'll talk about it later. Yeah. We won't talk about it at all. We'll be on a podcast. Oh God. Stay tuned for the Rent. So no, Bear will not be on the Rent podcast. I'm into it. I want to be on the Rent one. I want to be on the Rent one. What's that? Tangerine. We're gonna be on that one because that has some great chaser moments. Yeah. Like not that that's ever great. Fuck you. But like anyway. Um, yeah, that's, it's just so real. Like as, so I have the experience right now of being a trans feminine person who primarily dates men. And in most of my romantic and sexual encounters, I am very aware that I'm either being seen as a gay man or I'm being seen as a trans woman in a fetishizing way. Mm -hmm. And it's really, really hard to find a genuine experience where like the person is seeing me for who I am. So sometimes and yet sometimes like you just want to have a good time with someone you want to have a romantic connection a sexual connection whatever so you kind of at least my experience is like sometimes I have to I just like make the choice to just be like I'm probably being fetishized right now and I'm just going to go with it and then afterwards I feel really shitty about myself for like giving in to this person's fantasy of what they want me to be so it's just like so real and it's such a small moment they don't really overdo it in this movie but they handle it in a really like nicely subtle way and you see that Bernadette has complicated feelings about it and it's just great yeah 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 because I do know a lot of the time when I go out I do like if I if I am just looking to like hook up with someone it is a lot of that of like either I'm going to be seen as a woman which um a trans person actually once was like oh but he just sees you as a woman it's like I know I know I'm not gonna vent to you about this shit if you're just going to be like oh but systemic oppression like fuck you fuck you um but like then there's also this thing of like if I am dressed a little bit more masked and they're like ooh I want to taste it strange right yeah Yeah. it's Mm. like no yeah Yeah. or every time I tell someone that my partner's gender fluid the first question is do they have a dick (laughs) god do you like what is this why you interested in a three way like right what's your deal like it's like oh are you their doctor Okay. Right. 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 Yeah. Yes. No, they they need to go to the. They doctor. had this it's thing so on their back. Um, yeah. Like <laughs> honestly, like yeah. it's, it's so annoying. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. like also as a gender fluid person, the minute I tell someone what genitals I do have, because sometimes I do choose to do that, I'm no longer seen as gender fluid. I am now whatever my genitals are. Right. right. Yes. Like, yes. That sucks. Right. Well, and even like on so at one point I was at a party. And I was with my wife, and we're talking to the person throwing the party, friend of my wife's, and this friend says, like, oh, they're in the perfect relationship, because one wants to be one, and the other wants to be the other. Whoa! And it was just like, wow. first off, factually, wow. factually inaccurate. Right. First of all, what? <laughs> right. Wow. Secondly, whoa, so much bullshit to unpack. So much, <laughs> like, my God. Like, Oh. Yeah, there's there's a bunch of levels in there. There's wow. a lot of yeah. shit wow. in there. Wow. Yeah. Like garbage wow. on top of garbage right. on top of and garbage. And that's another situation and where to that lit. person, it was just like, just like an offhand comment that that yeah. person made. And yet this is like a huge fucking disaster of a comment. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. My life. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm, I'm super open. So yeah, if somebody right. like, 
announces me at party as this is my trans friend. It's like, hey, you don't need to say that, buddy, but yeah. No, yeah, (laughs) this is my friend wearing a black sweater. Right, 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 right. (laughs) What are some other characteristics? This is my architect friend. (laughs) The the token trans. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm now at that point where all of my friends are like, this is my token white friend. This is my token cis friend, you know? Why can't they just be our friends? Right. Right. I'm not trying to make a perfectly diverse collection. Like, I just like people. Right. Or I really actually just hate people. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. That's Mm -hmm. true. That's why I don't like talk. Don't talk to the straights. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do it. Yeah, this is don't. not. I hiss at the sis. I hiss at the sis. Love that. My friend has a pair of it's shoes a meme. that like one says sis and then one just says no. <laughs> <laughs> to our straight sis audience, we love you. We know that you're listening because you get this. She loves you. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> just me. Just, you got Ashley. Just listen. Just you got me you got on your you biggest okay. support. No. Yeah, I'm here for okay. the occasional. Yeah, I like to have you. <laughs> so back to Priscilla, Queen right. of the Desert. Uh, oh yeah, that. <laughs> is that um, what we're doing? Yeah, I'm trying to think. What are some things that we haven't talked about with Because we talked about a lot of it. Oh, let's talk about the Abbotturd. Oh yeah! That was oh a thing. Oh, wow. That yeah, was a thing. No, was no, 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 no. I actually no. kind of appreciated the like. There was a there was a mini call out there of how a lot of like drag queens and and maybe gay men more so than other people um, are like so into like certain divas and everybody has their diva and everybody is like. You know, and and there was just I think I think that there was like a call out in that of like who was it that had the abbotard? Adam. Adam, right? Which makes sense. <laughs> um, and there's just something like right; those people actually exist. That there's somebody yeah. who would who would collect a piece of their pop star's shit and wear it around their neck as a necklace. And I just mm-hmm. thought it was like it was gross, but it was kind of funny in a like calling out kind of way. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. I thought it was definitely like a commentary on to me like a white gay male right. culture right. of of powerful female adoration right. idolation right yeah yeah right or weird like idol worship and then yeah. it's like not only like there's like so many like fucked up things in that and a lot of it is kind of almost this sort of once again playing with this sort of like power thing of like right. even though this woman is really famous and like loved and adored you're going to see them uh, you're going to like manipulate their image into this thing that exists for you right as yeah symbol. exactly exactly mm. yeah and i think it also is a little bit of a tie-in of like the gay men who are like who say they have a black woman living inside of them mm-hmm. like i feel mm-hmm. like those things are very much intertwined the 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 um i, I uh, idolation of female pop stars and gay men calling themselves black women or right. women in general right which by the way if you don't know is very offensive right just just so you know just terrifying that yeah <laughs> 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 right anyway yeah. so Priscilla Queen of the Desert <laughs> I, I mean yeah. I also no. just like ABBA being brought up in general because yeah. I love ABBA I love yeah. ABBA as like a gay icon band yeah. I have mm-hmm. friends that in high school dressed up as ABBA for Halloween right. like lord knows I've seen Mamma Mia more than is healthy oh my god like, so good does not mm. like 
I thought of, I love all the ABBA jokes. I think it's hilarious. Mm, yeah. Like I was into it. Like I That's, thought that was a very mm. clever comedic moment that is also like social commentary. So right. what happened in this moment for those of you that are wondering? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. is that uh, some um, Adam uh, Bernadette is seeing this thing in Adam's bag which is like a salt shaker filled with water and like a brown lump on a piece of string like on a necklace oh, like a chain yeah. Yeah. yeah and then we discovered basically this is a piece of shit from one of the members of ABBA so that's something <laughs> Good time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which of us hasn't done that? Am yeah, I right, right, right. No uh, one? Okay. <laughs> so uh, we're getting to that point where we should probably start trying to wrap up. Um, okay. So I'm going to institute a thing that, uh, much like every episode, I try and do, and then immediately everyone in the podcast is like, Ashley, we're not doing that, and then I get sad. Oh. Uh, <laughs> this we'll, time, we'll try. We'll in your try best you, Australian accent. Oh, no. <laughs> See, there we go. Oh, <laughs> no. I, I can try. Wait, it was going to be that. Oh, wait, now I want to hear the, the ending of this. In our best Australian accent, What? Is Tell me how transphobic you think the movie was. Oh. The worst was when you wanted us to talk like Jim Carrey. <laughs> when was I was that? not okay. The first time. We were watching and Ace no one, yeah. And oh. she was like, do your best Jim Carrey. And then I was like, I'm an asshole. No. Like, I didn't no. say that, but yeah. I wish I would have. No. It's totally, <laughs> hey, like I say, this is not the first time I've been told straight up no. In fact, <laughs> every time I've been told no. <laughs> so. Crikey. There. <laughs> there we go. Fine. Fair dinkum. Uh, so. Oh, that was something that happened. You're great, Ashley. I try. Uh, so, uh, so we can do it scale of 1 to 10. If you don't like scales of 1 to 10, make a noise based on how transphobic wow. you think it was. I'm working That's on it. I'm working good, on diversifying I'm so it. here for that. I had my ratings already planned when I got here. Oh, good. Like, okay. last night, after, like, halfway through the film, I was like, this is my rating. But, like... I'm really into this noise idea. I like the okay. noise idea, too. Okay. Well, you can do both. But you do you have an explanation of my noise? Like, or is it just a noise and everyone's left to, to interpret how they will? I I would prefer that an explanation follow, but oh, okay. you do not... I'm not going to make you do that. I, I'm not that person. I'm Be not going to force you into an explanation box. Wow. Okay, Bear? Thank you, Ashley. You just want to make a noise. You make that noise and the audience can figure out what that means. Wow. Love that. Love that. Okay. It will just drive me insane. No, that's a word I'm not going to use. It will just yes. drive me up nice. a wall. Yeah. There Yay. we go. Like that Let me catch myself literally being an ableist fuck. <laughs> All right. Oh. Okay, so is it transphobic? As far as do I see it as transphobic, I'm going to give it a 3 out of 10. So basically a no. Um, is it otherwise problematic? Read racist. Um, <laughs> let's give it like a 5 or a 6. Um, so also, just like general... Is it transphobic of this film? I'm going to give it a... Nice one. Yeah, I've been really into pigeons lately. Yeah. (laughs) But like especially right now, it's just pigeon time. One of my best friends went as a sexy pigeon once for Halloween. I think I just am a sexy pigeon. Mm. That's true. That's completely true. Bear's a sexy pigeon, so you know what to visualize. Uh, Go ahead, sexy pigeon. Um, (laughs) To answer the question, is it transphobic, I'm going to give it a... Because it's not transphobic, but Adam is. Right. Like, the movie itself is not transphobic, but it has 
themes of transphobia that are handled very well. And also agreed with Phoenix, it is not the most racist film I've had to watch for this podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but like, I have a follow-up question when you're done. <laughs> definitely issues, and then also, as I brought up, there's an issue of shaming sex workers. But yeah, I don't think as a whole it's, it is not a transphobic movie. It's- we also have like Adam is a lo- like the lovable transphobe. Like he is a character that we are supposed right. to like and see I don't as think a person. We're supposed to like him. I didn't like him. I don't see, know. see this. I definitely know a lot of gay men that have said like yeah. gay cis men that are like, "Oh, Adam is my favorite. I yeah, love right, Guy Pierce right. in it. Yeah. I almost did this with an Australian accent. I don't know any Australian gay men that I know of." <laughs> <laughs> uh, but quick follow-up question, Bear: What is the most racist thing you've had to watch for this podcast? Uh, uh, Glenn or Glenda? Yeah, that was yeah. bad. When everyone jumped and went, "Oh, racist!" <laughs> yeah, that was that was not good. That was. Amazing I really would like a GIF reaction horrifying. of a group of people going, yeah, oh, racist! We could make that happen. We filmed <laughs> sure that. We that can. was the live one. Yeah, that was yeah. for the live stream. We could definitely oh, yeah. find yeah. a way to make yeah. Which, if Ian I can figure out like, how to edit it so that it works oh like, for podcast, I'll probably release that via podcast. Maybe a mini oh, episode, cool. but... Ah. <laughs> Nice. So many technical problems, but that was quite a piece. All right, yeah, uh, Ariel, you're up. Yeah, so so I would say if I'm going to give it a sound, mm-hmm. is this movie transphobic? Hmm? Is my yeah. sound. Um, and the explanation behind it, I think I would just echo a lot of what was said. I think that on its surface, it's actually not that bad, but I get nervous about people who are less critically aware Mm. of what transphobia looks at or what transphobia looks like and sees a character like Adam and is like, oh, ha ha, he's just a sassy gay man and he's being funny and they have a funny dynamic. And also I think that to me, the um, distinction between Bernadette and the other two was crystal clear, but I'm worried that to another person, they wouldn't see it that yeah. way and it would just be like oh look at this group of like right. fags driving yeah. across the desert and they're all like a little bit weird and confused about their gender like i can see somebody who's not super educated on queer and trans issues mm-hmm. have a net like have an experience that is not um positive related to this movie but for the most part i think it was good mm. if that makes sense yeah they only call they only like actually refer to her as trans once i believe yeah, and they use the term transsexual, I think. Which also is the timing, right, exactly. Like, at that time, transsexual Transgender was. wasn't used, like, transsexual was the best to be used. Right, right. Don't call me or probably any of the people here a transsexual. Yeah, right. please don't. Right, don't please call don't. anyone a transsexual. Yeah, yeah. unless they I mean, I have to. met some folks that do prefer do to well. identify as transsexual, yeah. Yeah. but in it's general... It's one of those terms that it's yeah. like, unless you know it is explicitly put there. In general, right. why don't you ask people how who yeah. they are? Right. That's yeah. always a good tip. Yeah. Right. <laughs> ask people questions what do you that know? are terribly worded. So right. I think that we're going to start a new subsection of the podcast called Bears Pro Tips. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I, I like that. Um, I will run pro. with that. <laughs> So, Don't give me ideas, actually. <laughs> I'm in. Oh, my God. Just have, like, a ding noise every time you make a new pro tip. Please. Oh, my God. I'm so in. Can we have a section in yeah. which Bear and I are just really angry? <laughs> <laughs> every time we hang out? 
that's all Bear and I do together. Here we go. Bear's <laughs> pro tips, Phoenix Rage. I love it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Phoenix Rage. Yeah. The Phoenix Fire. Yeah. Phoenix oh, Rage yeah. is really good. Right. Phoenix, oh, yeah. I think we just found a new podcast. Yeah, uh, there it is. Um, so for me, uh, yes. as far as is it transphobic, uh, the noise that I would make would probably be, nah. <laughs> That's oh, good. I like that, I like that a lot. I kind of want to steal that and take it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I changed my answer um, to that. Yeah. Uh huh. Well, and, and uh, as far as a number system, I give it a two because yeah, there are some things, but for the most part, they're handled really well. Yeah. Uh, I think it is important to show transphobia so that we yeah. can fix it, but not in a way that's exploitative. And I think that it does that for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, exactly like uh, Ariel was Ariel was pointing out, um, the if it almost feels like for lack of better term if you've ever heard the like the when talking about pieces of media like is this for us or is right. this for the general audience right. Right. this almost feels like it's for us yeah i agree yeah. i Which agree is great but at I the agree. same but time it did, because but it was super popular to the right. general right. audience right which I is have... not a bad thing and yeah. i'll and i'll let you say yeah. in a sec but yeah like which is not a bad thing but at the same time it can be tough if you're not super understanding of these issues. Right. Yeah, so. yeah. You could. It, there's a lot of it that wasn't really read with a lot of weight because maybe for people like us, it is just an everyday thing. But mm. for the average person watching it that is not trans, it could just be like, oh, this is a casual thing. And it's like, no. Yeah. Stop. It could easily be misinterpreted by right. the wrong people Mm. um but the question that i have um is probably was addressed already and hopefully it doesn't turn into too much of a thing since we already did our ratings but Mm -hmm. who was the actor that played bernadette oh yeah that's a good question i looked that up before let me look it up again because i know it was guy pierce hugo weaving and someone else and Bernadette's actor. Uh, And are you referring to the fact that they are not... I'm asking if this person is trans or cis, and if they are cis... They're definitely cis. They are a a cis male. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's what I was fairly certain of, but I just wanted that to be addressed. And, like, don't do that. Mm -hmm. Even if you are going to be, like, the nicest male that's going to be playing a trans woman, like... Jeffrey fucking Tambor, you're still a fucking cis man playing a trans woman. As like, fuck you. We were talking about this before we started the past. The Wow, the what? The podcast. That's a word. Talking about it in um, the past. My friend Tom, who is a trans actor and person. Um, and a person. We were talking and he said, you know, we shouldn't have trans women playing these roles because they're written for cis men. These roles are not written for trans women. They're written for cis men to play trans women. So the real, that is a problem, but the bigger issue is that no one is writing roles for trans women. They're writing roles for cis men to play trans women. Mm-hmm. And it would be wrong to see a trans woman in those roles. So they need to have their own roles. Yeah. Which... They should still play trans women exactly. if they're poorly I mean, it's, it's, written. But yeah, yeah, you're absolutely... Yeah. Yeah. They, no, just that's... change how the roles mm-hmm. are written so that they are for trans women. Exactly. Yeah. One way you could do that, trans women that are writers. Whoa! Wow. What? How about that as a concept? Right. Sorry, Phoenix, Phoenix, we don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> Taking it a little too far. I mean, come on now. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> okay. LOL. So the final question, because there's the the two questions that we ask on this is the obvious one, the one that the podcast was named after that we just answered. Wow. But did you enjoy it? Yes. Yeah. 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 I love, <laughs> there we I go. love a good 
drag queen romp that actually mm. has substance and political commentary. Right. A lot I was of, totally here for it. A lot of times when I watch, like, like with the past films that I have watched for this, I've had this sort of, like, dread going mm-hmm. into it. And so, like, I have this again because I, I didn't look up the film. And I was just really prepared to kind of have things around me that would help me, like, deal with the fact that what I was going to watch was going to be terrible. I actually did watch the Steven Universe episode in which he is very feminine, whatever, air quotes, presenting, (laughs) and people are just really into it and love it, and it's just really beautiful, because I needed that before I went into something for the show, and I'm really happy that we are now in this place where we can watch things where it's like, this isn't just going to be like an act of like flagellation, like this isn't going to be just us watching things that are damaging. Mm. Totally. Well, and, and part of the reason that I wanted to shape this particular recording cycle like this was because... A, I did for February just want to talk about drag queens, uh, but I Bear really, will be there like, the whole time. it was, what was that? <laughs> I said Bear should be there the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> you all my papers? It was because maybe a yeah. couple of months ago I was watching Tu Wong Fu with my wife, mm. and we were just like, you know what? There are issues, but this is a really good story that could work for, like, if we're thinking about it more like a trans narrative could that mm-hmm. work uh and we talk about that in the next episode that'll be uh airing in two weeks from now Ooh. uh but the the idea of like we have been watching so many like low-hanging fruit we've been watching yes. like, these like, and like let's let's do um let's do a cycle where we can watch things that are just even if they're not perfect even if they're not great that are good yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's like it, yeah. like mm-hmm. It's understandable that we should have, like, I do think it was the right choice to start off with, is it transphobic? Blatant, yes, because those things need to be taken down, and it's also, like, a good way to kind of introduce it, and we can start off with this sort of, like, hey, we're coming here from this fun comic, like, tear the shit to pieces kind of place, but then it kind of, we can kind of lead into these sort of discussions that can get really nuanced now that we're familiar with each other, and now that the audience is a little bit more familiar with us, and it's like, hey, but also, look things have layers whoa what is this not everything is completely terrible Mm -hmm. and i hope that people will maybe even come from this and like try to watch some of these films because with the initial i feel like a lot of it was like like you even said we're watching this so you don't have to Mm -hmm. and now you're giving this sort of like we watch this and like maybe that's pretty good Yeah. yeah yeah well and because i think that part of the part of the answer has to sometimes be yes yeah. Yeah. Like, well, no. Part of the answer sometimes has, has to be, be no. Right. Is it transphobic? Right. No. Right. <laughs> Words. Uh, but at the same time, like, yeah, exactly. Like, maybe, like, part of it is that because part of the argument has always been like, well, how do you know this is transphobic? You haven't watched it. Okay. Well, we'll watch it. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Sometimes the answer is no. Right. And that's okay. And sometimes right. the answer is kind of. A little. Of. Kinda. That's also yeah. okay. Or what was the thing I did? Right, something like that. Sometimes they're just a bunch of noises that are involuntary. (laughs) So maybe what we need to do is just remake this movie and keep all the parts that are good and then just siphon out the parts that are not good and make it, you know, contemporary or, and, yeah. Yeah. I'm here for it. I'm going to play Anthony. Great. Yes. I I just How's like your to Australian say, accent, Phoenix. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> Anthony. Oh, it, tick. tick, tick, tick. Who also goes by Anthony? Oh, 
a couple times. I noticed that. Yeah. LOL. <laughs> yes. Um, they I also sometimes call each other. My, I thought he was the best drag they drag don't. queen. Yeah. Which is yeah. part of why I think right. he should be played by Bear, but I want to play him. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll be I the will asshole take Adam. No else has to do. Oh, <laughs> what? We'll double oh I'm in. Yeah, we'll double. Yeah, no, it'll be confused. I'm super <laughs> amazing. By the way, if you want to cast me as an Australian character, don't. You, just got your, you just got your audition. Drag her. Oh, I don't know Shade. what you're talking about, mate. <laughs> Dingo baby. All right, so on that note. <laughs> Love. Love. With that being said. Uh, with, with, by, by what that being said was, it was Dingo baby. Um, <laughs> In case you didn't hear. One more time. So, Dingo baby. <laughs> oh, uh, so how can people find you if you want them to find you? Where can they find you on social media? Oh, I am being, I am being urge to speak. I am Phoenix Sweeney and you can find me at Tiny Lion Roars on Instagram, SoundCloud, Vimeo, um, Twitter and Tumblr if you just want a bunch of shit posting. Um, or you can go to Cargo Collective slash Tiny Lion Roars or tinylionroars.github.io to see some of my work. Yeah. Wow. Thanks. Uh, if you want to <laughs> see more of me who is bare uh, you can check out my Instagram, which is Bear the Punk, or you can check out my Tumblr, which is Art is Dead sixty nine. Great, <laughs> And I am Ariel Mahler. Um, you can find me on Instagram, which is Ariel A R I E L underscore chic c h i q um and you can also check out the web series that i released last month or last year, which is called Facades, um, which you can find at facadeswebseries.com. How can we find you? You can't. Oh. No. Um, <laughs> Ashley is secret. <laughs> my name is Ashley Lauren Rogers. You can find me at AshleyLaurenRogers.com or AshleyRogersPlays.com. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at L-U-C-R-E-T-I-A-D-E-A-R, then the number four. That's Lucretia Dear Four. I would like Love to it. note, because everybody else spelled things... Uh, Tiny Lion Roars is spelled like Roar the Word and not Rar because my scene phase ended a while ago. <laughs> that is all. Hopefully you Fantastic. can all spell my three and four letter words. No. Something 69, bear, bear it all. Art is dead. Was it? No, Art, Art is dead. Bear the punk, bear. Cool. There you go. Bear the <laughs> all right, so that is, that is all. We'll keep talking Sorry, unless everyone. I stop us. So thank you so much for listening. You are all wonderful. Uh, we will figure out what name we can give consistent listeners because uh, I feel like is it transphobics is not going to work. So thank you so Bye. much. We love you. Bye. 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 Oh. Is It Transphobic was produced, edited, and coordinated by Ashley Lauren Rogers. The Is It Transphobic logo was created by Phoenix Sweeney, and you can see more of their work at tinylionroars.github.io. The original music you heard was all created by Vivian Aladrin, who you can find on Bandcamp at vivianaladrin.bandcamp.com. Let's pause for a sec. Okay. Ha, 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 ha.
So for those uh, listening, my roommate is in the other room, and uh, she's decided that I have a spot-on Australian accent. Oh, well, then you have to do more of it. I I will, uh, I guess. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Public wants, Ashley. Absolutely. Uh, No, I've just been listening to a lot of uh, Harmontown, (laughs) and they've recently been on tour in Australia, and so their big thing is they just learned to say one phrase, Oi, look that hat, mate! And that's like it. Nice. Yeah. No, it's pretty awful. (laughs) It's pretty awful, but amazing. Part of facades? Yeah, I directed in row facades. Yes. I didn't realize that. I Uh love you. Oh, great. We should talk then. Yeah. Yeah. You're great. That's my shit. Directed I'm a fan of Ariel. Yay! I have been trying to get do. Ariel on this podcast. Yay! I know. So, well, yeah. I had this awful, terrible job. Maybe I shouldn't say that. Um, <laughs> because I don't know people that work there still. I can edit things. Anyway, I was very, very busy and didn't have time to do things that I actually enjoy. And now I have time to do things that I actually want to do. So that's good. Like, be around her. Yay!